Hello, welcome to this episode of Let's Chat, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence. This is uh, the first episode ever recorded on location. Recorded this in Highland Park, New Jersey, in Dan's apartment. He lives there with his lovely wife, Melissa. They were incredible hosts to let Ryan and I stay there for the weekend, so thank you guys again. Uh, Ryan and I, a little backstory, have known each other for way too long. I think we might take it out on the podcast, but over 10 years. And Ryan and I are very close friends, and Dan and I are very close friends. Ryan and Dan, also close friends. So there's some energy that you get when you have three friends who know each other way too well. And we kind of refer to this weekend as Punk Rock Summer Camp. Uh, Friday night, Ryan and I drove down. I came down from Providence. Ryan was out in like uh, Springfield region. And we met at Pepe's New Haven, favorite pizza spot. Hit horrible traffic all the way down to New Brunswick, and we're exhausted. We got to see Dan's band play, which I've always wanted to do because I'm uh, a huge fan of the Raritan. I'll give you a couple plugs in a minute. So we got to go to the Court Tavern in New Jersey. I've never been, but it was a really cool venue. It was a really nice time. We got to see a lot of cool bands and meet a lot of really cool people. So then Saturday morning, we all wake up. Eventually, maybe Saturday afternoon, now I think about it. Uh, we got Dan's wife, Melissa, brought us some delicious breakfast, some egg and cheese and some meat sandwiches. But the bagels in New Jersey are just out of this world. So we just recorded, and it you'll kind of notice that we jump around topics a lot and that is my fault because as the host I'm supposed to rear bring everything in but I was spent a lot of time with these dudes this particular trip and always so I just we just kept riffing we talk a lot about music we talk about comedy we make each other laugh we just have the conversations we'd normally kind of have uh, it's kind of funny Ryan even talks about how he doesn't really know what podcasts are or if he doesn't listen to them He's just a good friend and supportive and came on, uh, had a lot of fun. The night before the show, me and Ryan walked by Artie Lang. That was kind of cool, but we didn't say anything because it was just awkward. Uh, stick around to the end. Dan performs the first Let's Chat musical performance. He plays an Adele cover. Uh, give it an extra good listen. You'll notice some of the lyrics might sound a little different. <laughs> and he does an original song. And then after we recorded the podcast, what, I don't know what we did the rest of the day, but I know we had some more delicious food. And then at night we went to the Antarave slash Folly reunion show in Long Island. And that was a great time. Uh, hint, hint, maybe a member of Folly is going to be a guest soon. I can't say when, but things are in the works. A couple of plugs. Check out the Raritan, Dan's band. They're, they're awesome. You can find them on Facebook.com slash the Raritan. They have really cool merch. The picture on our Facebook.com slash Let's Chat page. It's a picture of me in the middle with uh, looks like a super soaker. And uh, that's their band shirt that you can purchase. You can find them on SoundCloud.com slash The Raritan. Uh, check out Destination Dogs if you're in New Brunswick ever. And tell Jen Seals that you listen to this podcast and that's why you came in. And creep him the hell out. Uh, man, the Folly Show was just so much fun. Got to see... Really good friends. Uh, Jeff did our music. It was great to see him and all the Folly guys and close friends. Uh, Amanda. Hello, Amanda, if you actually listen to this. But just good time. So we try to get the dog, uh, Dan's dog, uh, Dr. Pepper Potts, to talk, and she doesn't. But, man, this is one of the sweetest dogs I've ever met. She slept on Ryan the 
Ryan slept on the couch. We both slept on separate couches, and the dog slept next to Ryan the entire night. She's the cutest dog. So, you know, if you have any feedback or hate mail, shoot it over to letschatpod at gmail.com. Like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash letschat. And if you're wondering where Mike is for the next few episodes, I recorded this episode and our next episode with Andrew Costa one day apart over Memorial Day weekend. Mike lives in Massachusetts. I was in the area, so I was able to get these interviews in. And we have a long... All right, now we have a good run of guests coming up. We got some returning guests. We got some new guests. Uh, people from Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York coming up. We're we're kind of booking some people, and it's it's starting to happen. So we're really we're really excited. Well, here it is, episode. I have no idea what number it is with Dan Shields and Ryan Lermit. is so fucking cute. Alright, this is the first time I've ever recorded outside of my home, so this is like a big deal. This Actually, is my home. This is your home. Actually, it's not a big deal for anyone listening, because it's not a visual medium. So, sorry. I don't, I don't know. Get excited. So where are we right now? This is what? Hi, no, Highland Park. Highland Park. New Jersey. Yeah. What exit? Ah, ah, ah. Uh, I went there. Do uh, I don't know. I had no idea either. Exit question mark. Exit nine off two eighty seven. Well, you're Dan, but we're also with somebody else. What's your name, bro? My name is not Dan. Not Dan. What's up, Ryan? What, he's he's what talking cracking. into the side. Is that working? Yeah, it sounds fine. <laughs> it's just it's I, like you porn on the cob. I just hate um wearing the headphones. It's the worst. I only eat corn the long way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do that too. It's good. Well, so me and Ryan came you down. Out like a fish bone afterwards. <laughs> I mean, we uh, <laughs> why are we here? We and Ryan came down because we're going to see a Folly reunion show tomorrow. And one guy, oh no, tonight because it's, it's now Saturday. Oh shit! If we were going tomorrow, we'd be fucked. Yeah. Um, Jeff did our music for the show. Very nice. And then um, so that's you have a catchy uh, jingle. Have you? I'll let you hear it. That's on the computer. It's pretty catchy. I don't know. There's some drums, so I don't know who else did the drums and stuff. But I just been giving Jeff the credit. So thanks, Jeff. And then, well, last night we got to see your band play. That's right. What the? You gotta talk into the mic. It's uh, the rarity. I have to put it on my face. You're like a singer, and you don't know how to use a microphone. Well, cause you're not screaming. Yeah, when I talk, I hold it like, um, like I'm doing like a a public forum or something. Do you have like fear when you go on stage? I know because I drink a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you're pretty. Un- <laughs> you guys were like really good though. Well, thank you. Like, I just assumed you were going to be terrible because we're friends. And that's I was how pleasantly friends surprised. Are. Yeah, because, you know, friends, uh, some friends, groups of friends are extremely supportive of each other. But everyone that we all know each other, we just kind of ignore each other, anything we do and uh, always think it's terrible. And then get surprised when it's really good. And yeah. you, you use the uh, the voice as your instrument. I do. Tell us more about that, Dan. This is uh, Let's Chat with Terry Gross. I don't uh, know, fresh I air was the right word. But how did you become a singer? I didn't know you sang. Um... I, I mean, I've always kind of done it, um, but uh, drummer Tommy and uh, guitarist Dan, uh, we were at the Court Tavern one day. They were like, hey, we, do you want to play guitar in this band? And they kind of approached it as like, 
You want to do something like Comeback Kid-esque? And, oh, uh, I miss Comeback Kid. They're so you guys good. don't sound like Comeback Kid, I though. I wish they'd come back. Uh, <coughs> did we ever see them, Ryan? Yes, we did. Yeah, well, yeah, we saw them with the, with the Rise Against show. Yeah. Oh, that was a good show. That's good. Those wacky Canadians. I've been to so many concerts with you, Ryan, it's not even funny. It's a little disgusting. I've been to uh, quite a few myself. Yeah, we've been to a lot together. We always see the same bands, though. Yeah, we always do. yeah I never see anyone different. It's always like Folly. Yep. In like, New Jersey or New York. Yep. And whoever they're playing with. That's even always that, fun. Even that one time when they played with Bad Religion at Starland, it was like, oh, we're going to a Folly show. Yeah, we weren't <laughs> going to see Bad Religion. <laughs> they played a 15-minute set. No, they probably played 20 minutes. And we're like, nope, we're going for Folly, even though Bad Fucking Religion was playing. Yeah. What a good experience, though, like to see Bad Religion in fucking Starland Ballroom. It's. I feel like because you, cause you were you don't work at the court anymore, but you did up until what yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty Literally, much. Literally, like you, every time we talk, you're like reliving all my old punk rock glory days. So I love talking with you and and Ryan because we lived that together. It's so nice. I feel like I kind of lost that like zest and passion for music, so I've been trying to find it again. But like it, it was like last night, I was like, oh yeah, this is what it's like—a small, hot, sweaty bar. The pepper fart. Yep, that's a dog fart. We got dog farts. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, we're gonna have to put a picture of Pepper. She's I was telling so Rocky yesterday that Bad Religion's opening for Kanye West. That, that um, just kind of unfortunate. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Where is that happening? It's uh the X Games of some kind. I well, mean, good for, you know, no, good for Kanye. <laughs> right, that he gets to play with that religion. That's how important that is. But that dude's super smart. What is it, Brett? But Kanye's super smart. Well, no. Fuck oh yeah. Oh, the guy. He, he might yeah, be smart. He, I don't. He like a he's a professor evo- at UC Davis or something. UCLA. Like that? Or UCLA. He's an evolutionary biologist. Wow. And his Kanye is not very smart. No, well, that's, I that's don't just like another made-up thing. Because <laughs> everybody knows evolution is real. That's historical right? science. That's true. We don't believe in that fancy history. This is Ken Ham here. Yeah. But he's like, and then one of the guys from Bad Religion runs Epitaph. Is that correct? I don't. I don't know. I thought so. It's it that's really a like above. That information is above my pay scale. <laughs> we're, not, we're not getting paid for any of this. Exactly. But back to your, I like, God, that's a, that's a bad dog fart. I like you. But then, so the open, the, every time I talk to you, you always see all these, like, bands of people we used to know or bands are, like, you've met the Bouncing Souls more than once. Yes. Which is, like, incredible. Have yeah. you, has Lifetime ever played? Have you ever got to meet Lifetime dudes? Do they still come around? What Actually, um, oh God. I don't know, probably about a year ago, um, we were at the studio, uh, or practice uh, studio, and um, in the mic, we were w- oh, in the mic. I'm in the mic now. Um, we were at our practice studio, and for some reason, there was a line for the bathroom, which is weird. Um, but Dan was saying, like, is this band playing Lifetime covers? <laughs> right? And then they went into the next song, and he was like, I think that's Lifetime. Oh my god, and we went in, um, we went to the front desk, and we were like, Hey, is Lifetime back there, and uh, the guy at the desk was just like, "Yeah, uh, just wait for like in between songs and go in there and say what's up." Wow. And um, you know, Dan got a super fanboy and didn't wind up doing that, but they they wrapped up and they came out, and Dan's like, uh, uh. and I was like, "Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, it's nice to meet you. 
I think um, I Dan had a uh, has a lifetime tattoo. He was sporting a kid dynamite shirt. Oh god! And, um, Someone in, in lifetime was in kid dynamite, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, like, they they made the joke where it was like, "Oh, did you guys think it was like a lifetime cover band or something?" <laughs> I was like, "I told you that joke would have slayed, man." Oh god! Lifetime's like one of those bands that like didn't get big until after their heyday. Like they became more famous as other bands kind of, I don't want to say ripped them off, but were influenced heavily by their style. Got big. Yeah. Like I found out about Saves the Day first, and then I went back and found Lifetime. What's that album? Hello Bastards. It could is that be. it? It could be. I think you're it talking is. to the wrong Dan about Lifetime. Yeah, I'm not like super hugely into them, but it's just funny in like the punk rock world. There's always like, I guess with any world, there's always like the guy behind the guy behind the guy. So there's like the band that influences the next generation. Yeah. So like every band that I fell in love with in high school, like Thursday or um, Saves a Day from like, the New Brunswick area, was always talk about Lifetime, and then like kind of go backwards. But speaking of like bands from high school, one of my all-time favorite bands is uh, Boy Sits Fire. And last night, the singer, Boy Sets Fire, with his satanic rock band, I Am Hearsay, played the court. <laughs> you opened up for like You've opened I up am, for them a couple times. I'm uh, Heresy. I Am Heresy? Yeah. It's, not I Am Hershey? <laughs> no, not I Am Hershey. What did I say? I Am Hairspray? I Am Hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's been really cool, like, getting to open up for, for uh, the bands that come through the court. Like, we get... We get the heavier shows, which is it's fucking, pretty cool. I like that. New Brunswick's cool. So, Rye Guy, we grew up together, kind of. Hi. How did we meet? Um, I gave you a ride to work once. No, you gave me you gave me a ride most of the way home. That wasn't the first first, that time. Wasn't the first time. It might have been. Well, that one's funny. Um, do you want to tell that? Uh, Ryan tells a story to make fun of me every single time. Well, it's not. It's more making fun of me, I guess. But fourteen years or thirteen yeah. years later, this was probably. What is? It? I was probably a, a junior in high school, maybe a senior. No, I must, if I had a car, I was a senior. If, so that's if like you ten were a years. Senior than I was a sophomore. Yeah. So if I had, if I was driving, I was. I must have been a senior. It was probably the, the tracer wagon. Yeah, two thousand two era, which is twelve years ago. Yeah. Jesus. Fuck. Being cool and hanging out in front of Burger King. That's where you guys hung out in uh, Meriden, yeah. Meriden, it that was, was the actually Burger like King. a thing. Like all the skateboarders, we met the Rizzo from Wu Tang once. It was yes. a, it was a cool burger, or you know, it was a different Burger King. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, they, we gotta explain what it was. Yeah, it wasn't so just Burger King. Burger King, they demoed like three of these like new ideas for a Burger King like throughout the country. One was like in California, one in Texas, and one in Meriden, Connecticut. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't in, know. Why. In, I think they were trying to see if this new direction would work, and I guess it never caught on except for the, the 20 years or so it stood in Merritt until they tore it down. But it was a Burger King that was inside. It was all gussied up to be like a castle, so they had banners and shit everywhere. They had weird murals of like peasants like harvesting the French fry crop. <laughs> and uh, it was attached to a, Jester's a big courtyard. arcade. Yeah, Jester's Courtyard, which had you know the horrifying animatronic monkeys that would sing oldies for a quarter but they were like run down towards the end of their life so they were just like it's almost like the episode of the simpsons when they go to itchy and scratchy land and they have those animatronic robots that are slowly falling apart yeah but that's what it looked like because it was like the one monkey was missing like the face it was just like a robot singing happy birthday to you oh man oh my god they had the ball pit but we used to do it yeah. so much oh yeah the ball with a well, there was two ball pits, the big ball pit that was in the front yeah. for a while, and then they, they got, like, the play skate thing in the back. I, my mom and I pit. used to play so much skee-ball there. That I found a, uh, 
a big like deer knife in the bottom of once. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like where all like, the parents you took the kids. You expect to find, you know, like the band aids and shit. But yeah. A, it was like a six inch blade. Like you know, you you dive in the balls, you get it in the neck. But oh my god, yeah. But uh, so I was giving Ryan a ride home from probably work or something, or we all creating mischief. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so where do you live? <laughs> And my my street is in entirely brick houses. They was like one development, and they're all brick, and they're all kind of, kind of similar. Like I can tell the distinctions between them. But a person who comes in at first is kind of creeped out because it's just like a Edward Scissorhands. So they yeah. look like. So we pull into the street, and we're like, "Oh, which one's yours?" And I was like, "The brick house," you know, because <laughs> you know, it's the stupid thing to say when you're 14. So he just stops at the top of the street and lets me out. <laughs> and I live like a quarter mile away from that. <laughs> well, the weird thing is it's now 12 years later and we're still friends. So I guess I did something right. Do you remember that time we were driving with Quinn past lessons? <laughs> oh, yeah. So also the cool thing to do when you're 15 or 16 years old is to yell vulgar things out of the windows at uh, lines of people waiting for ice cream. That's what you do so, there. yeah, you know, he, he stands out of the window and yells the first thing that comes to mind, <laughs> which instead of, you know, being insulting or something, he just yells, I love dicks! <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets back into the car with a, a look of pure, you know, like he's just ashamed. I don't know who I did this to, but one time we were doing he's that. Like, sorry, guys. It's like I just I fucked up. I forgot one time we were driving. Maybe it was Quinn or somebody, but I was driving with someone and they hung out my window and yelled something inappropriate at a group of people. Probably something like "Go fuck yourselves" or something awful. And I pulled. And I remember I just saw the movie Dirty Work, so I did the thing in the movie and I just stopped the car and parked. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see that movie? Dirty Work. Yeah. yeah Norm Macdonald and um, was that Artie Lang? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, literally like, on the way to your yeah, show yesterday. We, we, I was like, I wonder if he was doing. He's playing at the comedy, sh- whatever club in New Brunswick. The like, Stress Factory. I was like, I wonder if I ever run into him, and he was literally right there. Mm-hmm. We walked right by him, but I didn't want to. I don't know. I didn't say anything. Chris Farley was, you know, the in the in the, the land of the skunks, and the man with half a nose is king. The Saigon guard who bit my nose off. Oh my god, I miss those all days. We had a pretty. I think Meriden was pretty much like kind of like a Springfield, where it was like a small, very small city. Like I think what's the definition of a city is like sixty thousand people, and Meriden was like fifty nine thousand four hundred fifty yeah, people. Right around there. No, it, it's technically it is a city. Yeah, it is. Uh, due to its population and uh, minority percentage, is actually considered an inner city. I think. Oh yeah, Meriden is not the classiest of. Classies. Yeah. I don't know. It was pretty classy every time I was there. Yeah, it was, yeah. I, I, I it, it was a great place. I have to say, like, I appreciate growing up there so much. Like when I went to like college and meeting kids who had never met anyone who was like black or Spanish or anything. Like when I grew up, I had friends of every nationality. Just because you went to school in Vermont, that didn't help. Rich pri- private rich school kid school yeah. didn't help. But like, you know, th- there's that bubble people can grow up in when you don't grow up in like a diverse area. Or even going to high school in Longford, it was just so different. But the funniest thing was, like, everyone would always make jokes about buying drugs in Meriden. But the f- more I had never seen so much drug usage until I went to Walmford, high school in Walmford. Because there was a private school there, Choate, which always got in trouble for coke. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, a huge, like, car- like, ty- like super prep schools, like, where JFK went. Yeah, and the Olsen twins and shit. So, like, they always got tied to, like, cartels and stuff. The first time I ever saw cocaine, I was um, hanging out at Planet Bean. And someone's parents had a limo for the night, and they swung by and picked us up and just so we could be in a limo. And the parents pulled out a mirror 
and started blowing lines in front of all of us. Wow. And I was like 18. The, I didn't the cool do any. parents? Yeah. Wow. No. That's weird. <laughs> That's not cool. They didn't even offer. Just we're gonna we're gonna get ripped and hang out with eighteen year olds. Eighteen year olds. <laughs> yep. And oh then, my god. Then Revel dies in the car from my heart condition. Pet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a blessing that I can't do drugs. Is uh, my heart condition. There's a dog asleep on both of you somehow. No, she's not asleep. Oh my she god. She just wants low. She's like the sweetest little puppy. This is the way that she sleeps too. Like well, she has to be touching. Yeah. Two people. I slept on your couch last night. And Ryan slept on the couch with me together. It was very adorable. Mm-hmm. No, but separate couches. And every time I'd wake up, your dog was just curled up to Ryan. At one point, Ryan, you were like lying down. And your arm was like kind of out and around, holding her. And she like mold her body to your arm, so it was like you were like cuddling her. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. And then uh, your wife would come home and like or go to work, and I'd wake up and I'd try to use words and say hello and greet her. And I th- she said I just woke up and looked at her and smiled and went back to bed. <laughs> she did say that. Um that your snoring is worse than mine. Yeah. Holy crap. Sorry about no, that. Like it's, it's, oh, there's well, periods of it where it's just kind of consistent and like that's okay. Did you like it's, the stop breathing part? It's loudish and then like, but it's continuous. But yeah. then the part where it gets like segmented, you sound like you're like a, like a wolf. Like yeah, it's bad. Growling or it's just like. <laughs> Last night I uh, I fell asleep on my back and I kept waking up and my mouth would be completely dry and I couldn't taste anything and now my throat is sore so I'm gonna try sleeping on my stomach. So I'm sorry for that. We no, haven't I... all slept in a bed together in a long time or ever. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, not true. Huh? So we never worked at heart camp together. What about Canada? We didn't share a bed though. No, we didn't. You had your own room. No, you were in a relationship. No, that's true. I slept in the th- between the two of you. You, you. you slept between the bed and the wall. <laughs> that all right, I'll let you tell that story. So Ryan was fortunate enough to be with me the first time I ever got drunk in my entire life. Off of a cherry limeade, like uh, like Mike's hard lemonade. It was eight percent. Yeah. To, to make things worse, it was in Canada, and I was twenty, so it was actually legal. That's awesome. I know. I waited that long, and um. What happened? I remember falling out of a chair. Well, you were you were sitting on the bed, and the bed was like sixteen inches from the wall. And then you started <laughs> laughing at something, and you know you, you fell over laughing, and then got wedged between the wall and the bed. And then I probably punched Spencer or something. In yeah, because he smoked a cigarette. So we had this thing: if, you, if Spencer smoked a cigarette, you got to punch him. Yeah, but Ryan, that, you're like super strong. Yeah, like, how people, did that deal come about? I, he, he made it. Like he was trying to quit smoking, but, but you not punched really. him so you and like he's kind of like masochistic. Yeah, but you like to hit people. Well, you used to play hockey, so you're tough. You're punching very Spencer in the arm is you know. Is, yeah, but I could punch Spencer in the arm and it would hurt him. But there was like a pop noise that echoed throughout the room, and he collapsed to the ground. Then he had to put his arm in. Ice. He was pretty drunk, but he had like no. I think didn't bruises. he like run down the hallway or something? Yeah, he like was knocking on all the doors. He was a mess. I mean, that's oh, what you do in a hotel. Oh, I know. I love hotels. And then he tried to steal a water bottle from the uh, that poor maid. Yeah, the maid cart. That was my first, second Canada trip. We were in Toronto. What a cool fucking place. I like that. Yeah, Toronto's fun. I want to go back there just because of that place we ate at. Um, that was. Where the in the same mall, the Hockey Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and it had all those different stations, yep. and you just got a pound of bread and <laughs> bacon and cheese. <laughs> you could have had any food of your liking, and that was what you picked. I also once watched you eat a pound of bacon at Spencer's graduation I party. Ate three pounds of bacon. Oh, 
I think I had to leave then because I saw pound one being eaten. Yeah. His mom just kept cooking entire pounds of bacon. And, I just kept and no one believed you. And then I had some uh, of his like uncle's homemade blueberry pie afterwards. Oh, it was so good. Wrap it up. It was delicious. You're so thin. I hate it. That's that's ridiculous. The only thing that could make that food story better is if the the homemade blueberry pie crust was bacon. Oh, no, blueberries oh. and bacon go really well. Dude. Really? No, like, what oh, else? Yeah, I remember when I worked at Dunkin' Donuts, they used to put bacon on on blueberry muffins. Oh, dude, remember you yeah. would make me the best sandwiches? Like, I remember there was that you know that age, maybe like sixteen to nineteen, where all your friends are working the same kind of retail places, and you can hook each other up. So you go like the mobile, oh, yeah. the subway, yep. and the Dunkin' Donuts yeah. to get like a free there box of a, coffee, like free a, coffee. An agreement between the subway staff and the Dunkin' Donuts staff. And then we all worked at Starbucks. We always hooked it up. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. You, I remember you would make me a bacon, egg, and cheese, and it would be like a bagel, a lot of eggs, a lot of bacon, a lot of cheese, toasted. It'd be so thick. It would be so delicious. Fuck. I think breakfast is the, the best. best. It's the best food. Yeah. That's what I think Parks and Rec gets right so well. Like Ron Swanson's obsession and Leslie Nope's yeah, obsession with breakfast. Waffles yeah. and bacon. Yeah, that's why I don't know why more places don't serve breakfast all day. I know it might be you know, harder on the kitchen, but I don't care have a about the kitchen. Open. Like, I don't you're work not, in the like, kitchen. If, you're, if you have like a grill Watch surface it. or something that you need to keep open for burgers and stuff, but a waffle iron you're not going to use during the rest of the day. Do you have any insight, Dan, as someone I have, who actually worked in that world? Yes. Uh, one, I hate you because you don't work in a kitchen. You what? I hate you because you don't work in a kitchen. Yes. But I I'll, had. I worked as a dishwasher for <laughs> once. But I also, in in the same respects, hate everyone who works in a kitchen. So, But as Anthony Bourdain always puts it, his kitchen, like chefs and kitchen works, attracts a certain type of misfits and oddballs and miscreants and ex-convicts. We're not normal people. You work shitty hours. You work weekends. You work nights. And we're we're bad at dealing with, we're bad at dealing with people. So we like really poke. need an environment where, hey, shut the fuck up, pull your head out of your ass, and get back to work. Where yeah. that kind of flies. I totally still. see Dan on like Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, I um. But you're a nice human being, at least to us. It's true, and it's afterwards. Like that rush is is so stressful, but it's also such a rush and you're like yes we're gonna get it done yeah uh, i recall a time that i asked um a whole line uh whose dick i had to suck to get an order of mozzarella sticks <laughs> whose did you have to suck i uh, i hadn't none that's, that's i just sad. had to let him know i was that serious about it i will suck your dick unless you give me some fucking moot sticks and, and your wife was a kid working in the kitchen last night yes first off not that it just goes without saying, but your wife is fucking awesome. <laughs> That's why I married her. <laughs> I think when she left this morning, I was like, by the way, I love what you've done with Dan. She's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> we got uh, married. Uh, now, within the same year, we both got married to women. Yes. Who would have thunk it? I, never in my wildest dreams. I know. And not to, and we don't leave Ryan out. Your girlfriend is also fucking awesome. She's pretty cool. Lisa's so all, all of our lady friends, like my wife and your wife and your girlfriend, all get along really well. Victoria and Lisa talk about TV shows that I don't like. Like Once Upon a Time and like Bad TV. I don't know if that's bad. I never watched it. Ladies love bad TV. Yeah, yep. myself included. But you know what it's like? Yeah, Lisa watched the, uh, the I Want to Marry Harry show the other day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I kind of see there's something nice about shitty reality TV because you can watch it and hate someone and not feel guilty. Like, it's why you could watch the Kardashians and be like, those pieces of shit, and then not feel empathetic. 
That's why working in a kitchen is also great because I I feel that I can hate freely without regret. Are you Even, allowed to be racist? Uh, I'm trying to not to be. It's the not a, it's a not a good crowd. look. It's um no everyone is created equally shitty. So That's somehow a, really sweet. It started. It's everybody's equal, but we're all at the bottom. So <laughs> you know. That's actually somehow really sweet. That's kind of funny. I but I know Anthony Bourdain. Um, I fucking love that show, No Reservation, and now that new one. I started watching Parts Unknown. Right, yeah. we were just talking about it. Yeah. I only watched one episode of it. It was really good. But uh, it's with like CNN or something weird. Yeah, he he was like a. I read his book. He was like almost a drug addict at one. He was. Or he, no, he almost like homeless. A heroin addict or something. Yeah, almost homeless, and he just talks about like he's a he's such a. But I think he's like a better uh, a writer than he, he. His words is that he's a better writer than he is a chef. And he's a good chef, but I think he's more known for his writing. But how I cool would that job be? Just going around. You need to make, like, the punk rock version of that. I, I've talked about it with several people. Just put it up on the YouTube, so now the thing is... But the th- it's kind of weird how things have changed, but now anyone can do everything, except now no one makes any money. Mm-hmm. But I guess it used to be very few people can do very few things and make all the money. So maybe now more people have opportunities and then... The person at the top is making less, and there's more opportunities. No, the person at the top uh, is always going to make more. Uh, that's, can I, how do I be that guy? I, uh, I haven't figured that out yet. You don't? Yeah. you gotta, you got to come down the right water slide, if you know what I'm saying. Thanks, yeah. Mom and Dad, for not being a last name like uh, Rockefeller or something. Yeah, the, the U.S. has a pretty big discrepancy from upper class to lower class, which apparently is a, a big indication for like quality of life indices. Oh shit! Like they 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 just published. I forget which which agency did, but Austria, I think, for the second year in a row, was number one. And they they make a lot of money. They have a lot of disposable income, but the um, you know, the difference from from low class to to upper class is less significant than it is in the U.S. It, it's. I feel like there's been a lot of attention on that finally in this country. Well, and there's you know, always it there's getting always worse. Been. You know, it yeah. was like you know the upper ten percent have ninety percent, and now it's like the upper two percent have ninety eight percent. Yeah, I don't know how you change it. I don't. I don't know. There's so many distractions. I feel like there's a lot of people that get, uh, you know, upset about it and try and do something, and then it's like, oh, what's that? Oh, that's shiny, you know? Yeah. And just kind of. I'm just hoping that I invent like a, a new way to cook an egg in a microwave and can sell it on, you know, as seen on TV aisles of Walgreens. No, when this episode will be posted, but if it's right after the one we just recorded that hasn't gone up yet, we um, you remember Lily? You you all met Lily? Um, one of Victor- our fr- Victoria's maid of honor. Lily uh, Allen. Lily Allen, yeah, no, Lily Chun. We t- she's a part of a a great organization called the Root Strikers that is like a really focused on. Uh, uh, campaign finance reform. Mm-hmm. It's what's his name, Lawrence Lessing, Lessinger, is the is a Harvard professor, and he started it. And it really, it's funny that you guys brought that you brought that up because we had that was like a week ago. We just talked about that in depth about microwavable eggs. About <laughs> microwavable eggs, absolutely. That's so great. Uh, I know um, you and I, Ryan, always always had the same love of certain television programs, mostly King of the Hill and The Simpsons, and Futurama. Yeah, Futurama. I think it, it has a pretty, pretty big following even still now. But it was underappreciated at first. Years. Well, I, I liked, watched. No, I liked one. it when it first came out, and then I didn't like it for like several years. Me too. And then I went back to and it. Then it. Yeah, I just kind of stopped. Uh, but we are that of that same generation of like that Simpsons. It's just like 
The Simpsons, well, up to like a certain season, like maybe ten, yeah, eight, nine. Good I don't know. Cutoff. I don't know where the cutoff is, but like that's like, we've definitely sat down and just spoken in Simpsons quotes. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure you made a Simpsons quote last night to some guy about Radioactive Man. Watch out, Radioactive yep. Man. Yep. That's where Fallout Boy got their name. Yep. Was Radioactive Man and Fallout went Boy? Before Fallout Boy, the band I uh, used to be Fallout Boy when I went to Laser Quest. You know, <laughs> Laser Quest. Have you guys done Laser Tag recently? No. I want to because I'd you know kick all those little kids' kill, asses. Kill some murder. We some could we could do it. Do you have a laser it? laser place? They're everywhere. Let yeah. me guess. It's near a Froyo. That it, seems it, to be it, like oh, no, no, frozen yogurt and dog grooming. They're everywhere and they all have stupid names. Yeah. Uh, like what? Well, you need to make a stupid pun involving mm. the word like paws or something like. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, clean paws. Go go yogurt. That's kind of good. There's There's one called the Froger. is also cursed. (laughs) (laughs) It comes with a free Froyo, which is also cursed. That's from Treehouse of Horror, right? Yep. With uh, Krusty the the Clown. Yep. And it turns out that he was put on the evil switch. (laughs) And he walks back to the Malibu Stacey house. (laughs) There was some quiz on BuzzFeed of like, can you tell these Simpsons episodes by the quotes? And I killed it. For for that for that era of Simpsons, like all of them. But I I, I think people should call it Frogurt instead of Froyo because it sounds more fun. It does sound more fun. I know a kid in in uh, Ludlow now. He's opening a, a frozen yogurt stand because you know it's what everyone's doing. But I said he should you know make a new structure, like a yurt, and call it the Gert Yurt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he's gonna listen to you? No. Well, he already Shit. has a place, but and it's not a yurt, so it would be a misleading title. Yes, <laughs> I get sued. Is it, is it like a pink berry? No, it's his own his own thing. But I imagine they probably did you hear the same thing. about that? The guy from Pinkberry got like arrested for like racial slurs or something. Not arrested for slurs. He did no. He assaulted somebody, and it was a hate crime. Wow. I think he like beat up an Asian guy. That's weird. No, we we you don't we don't do that, do we? No. That's that's no. That's weird that you were like. I think he got. Arrested for racial slurs. Okay. No, he assaulted an Asian man. <laughs> <laughs> two different, two different things. Two different things. So you did. You grew up in this state that we're in right now. Yeah. Where are you from? I actually. Wait, hold on. I know that answer. You know this answer. You're from like here. Yeah. River Road. It's really weird. You're um, from Piscataway. Yeah. I've been to your house. I live down the road from my parents, and I'm not proud of it. And I uh, went to your house, and I met your sisters, and then I saw them again last night for the first time in seven years, and they were much taller. Yes. And legally drinking. Legally drinking. And working at a bar. <laughs> which is which is weird because... You drink with them illegally for so often. They've been drinking for so long. Yeah, that usually tends to happen in this country. We ignore that 21 rule. Oh, yeah, because it's horseshit. I think... Well, how did that even... Because it used to be 18, and I think... I, no, don't quote me on this, but I think it was like tied up in like a highway bill. It was like something completely obscure. Like they wanted to pass some bill, and it was like funding for highways, and somehow it... Past. Yeah, they snuck it back they in s- there. They snuck it in. I feel like it's good sometimes, but doesn't make sense. Well, why why twenty one? Why not twenty two? Why not twenty? I don't know the number, the origin of the number. Not eighteen. Well, in Canada, what's it? Nineteen. Nineteen, Canada. I yeah. Too. I mean, in Italy, I think you have to drive drunk by law. Well, some countries like the drinking age is like fourteen or something. Yeah, is it a big deal over there? No. Well, I mean, like, I've, I've been to Germany a few times over the past couple of years, and I think the drinking age is either 14 or 16 or something. Yeah. And it's, it's strange, you know, I was at, like, a, a big, like, beer festival, like, you know, 
in Germany. Yeah, it's, that was it's, it cool. was like this. It was Ingolstadt's, you know, version of Oktoberfest, where it's like another festival. They have all the local breweries set up gigantic tents and have the lederhosen, you know, clad people walking around with wow. liters of beer. In That's their so cool. But like you know, I sit down because I'm by myself, and you know, I just sit at like one of the long tables, and then like a bunch of like preteens sit down. And I'm like, this is really strange, like right now, because like you know, the waitress comes over and takes their order and gives them. You know, liters of beer. It's like this. Just it just feels weird. Do, are people got sloppy, or is it more respectful over there? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, yeah. Like there are still people who drink a crap ton. Like, um, apparently there was a crane operator. I um, I was told the story by a tech at at one of the places I was at, and they call him the German equivalent of Doctor Thirsty. <laughs> Because he's just drinking all the time, and he's a crane operator. I don't yeah, know. and there's there's no there's no open container policies. You can you can just go to the gas station and buy buy a beer. You know, eight in the morning on your way to work. They had beer in the vending machines. Oh my god! At work, like it's almost be an alcoholic's uh, paradise. Well, I don't know. I they they looks like I'm moving to Germany. Pretty high, <laughs> like uh, like annual alcohol consumption rates, but I don't know. I think it's it's. It's a different mentality. It might not be just like the, the binge approach that we take. It's probably just a, a steady, consistent inflow of, of yeah. beer to the mouth. So you um travel a lot, the world a lot for work. Do they have bros in other countries? So I haven't yeah. I'm not very worldly. Yeah, there are bros. I mean, um especially like in, in like in Spain there are definitely Spain bros and they all have fashion mullets. Yeah. Oh actually I think the internet ruined everything because Terrible things used to be contained. Not anymore. But now, everybody knows what a bro is. And if you were really a bro at heart, but you lived, say, in Spain, now you know how to be a bro. Better bro. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, you, since you, you worked in you know the food industry, are, what's your beer choice? Are you still like just natty lights? I'm a... I'm you, a you're like a hophead? Pat's Blue Ribbon Man. You like craft beers. I like that. Whenever we at the bachelor party, my bachelor party, which we were all at together, Ryan was my beer guru for the evening, and you got me the best fucking beers. That place we went to in Chelsea Brewery, the Chelsea Brewing Company, that fruity beer that we got. The one right out in front of uh, the, the pier. Yeah, and then we saw the comedians in cars yeah, getting with, coffee. Yeah, uh, the Louis C.K. It was episode. So awesome. I actually went back there for my mother-in-law's birthday. We went to. Um, the High Line. We walked the High Line and went down to Chelsea Market. Oh, that that place that it took like a half an hour of convincing for people to go up there. Yep, because we didn't. We were idiots. We're like, I don't want to walk upstairs. You're like, get your ass up here. This is one of the coolest things you'll ever see. Actually, I I have a, a favorite beer. What's since that? you brought up your bachelor party? Um, it's it's probably something you can only get at a certain CD club where they let you coat check your knife. Bud Light with ecstasy in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, they didn't frown I like, upon I like the Bud Light Chilada. Maybe. With ecstasy in it. I'm maybe not, that's the clam, when. The clam juice and the tomato juice. It really brings out the pop. I'm not a fan of clubs, so I feel like if you're ever going to go to one, you should go to the grossest one you ever have been to and go there once and just get that experience out of the way. I don't know why I didn't think of it before, but that was probably the Bud Heavy. To be honest, did you know that story, right? He got, he got yeah. I heard about that later. How but did you get home that night? Because you left Bo's at like I late. got on the subway, took oh. a train, came all the way back to my house, played with some glow sticks. I was I was so confused and got in my bed and I 
I stripped down naked and my wife woke up and she was like, what's the matter with you? I was like, I don't know. I'm just so hot and the sheets feel so good. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm on ecstasy. That's what's wrong with me. That- and it, it's so confusing when you don't know that you got drugged. Oh, my God. that was a that was a fun fucking night. That has to be it. It's when you ordered the Bud Heavy and she went ha ha ha, I don't, and came oh. back with two Bud Lights. Uh, maybe she maybe was, so maybe, maybe you grabbed that was one. code. And maybe because yeah, that, that I, I always of, call you know as a distinction Bud Bud Heavy as a you know different from Bud Light. You like maybe puns. She, you Bud Light with added fun. Yeah, that could have been it. Maybe that was supposed to be for you, Ryan. What did I drink? Just Bud Light. A Bud Light as that well. One that With, wasn't, I no. don't. I don't think I had Yours any effects of anything. No. You, or maybe I'm just so tough that you know. <laughs> I rejected it. Ecstasy <laughs> was so it. popular when I was in high school. Like I remember there was a kid in my English class when I was in senior year of high school. So like we had senior study. So you'd skip. You don't have to come in. Not skip. You didn't have to come in until your first class. Right. And my English class was like we had our second period. Long story short, our second period every day was 80 minutes long, and we had seven classes that rotated, and there was this kid, and we were reading the book, we were doing like a part on the book Night, you know, by Ellie Wiesel about the Holocaust, he would come into class and then be like, hey, Revel, oh man, I was fucking rolling during class, I was like, we're reading a book on the Holocaust and you're taking ecstasy? <laughs> like, I don't well, do the ecstasy. just trying to cheer it up a little bit. Right? Yeah, you know, I was sad. Like, I don't do the drug, I don't do ecstasy ever, never have. But I feel like if I'm going to spend money and time on drugs, wouldn't that be an appropriate time for a rave or a really fun time? Not 9 a.m. in English class. Like, that's not drug time. It's like kids would come to school drunk and think it's a good idea. Oh, and then you terrible. get sick. Oh, I have a funny story about that. Was it you? Tom. No, not me. <laughs> <laughs> we had kids that would put it in the water melon. No, I've, I've heard about it. Well, it was him and um, Matt. They, like, they split, like, a. I don't remember if it was a handle or just a 750 of, like, Jack Daniels or something before school, like you know, you know, school starts at whatever seven thirty-five. Yeah, some, some my school started early. No, I think I think homeroom started at seven twenty-nine. Yeah, there's always in the first class order. started at seven forty-four. Something yeah. strange, but uh, yeah. So they drank all this, and then I heard the story as told by my like sociology teacher. You know, leaving his name out of it and everything. But you all know who it was. Yeah, I, I, lo- know, I no, love those stories. I don't think anyone else besides me knew who it was, but. Yeah, it's like, oh, she's talking about Tom. And, like, he puked on the girl in front of him. And apparently from other people in the class, it just sounded like a whole lot of Skittles hitting the floor. And then she, uh, the teacher told a story about, like, how she was, like, trying to guide him down the stairs to the nurse's office and stuff. And, like, how she was, like, nervous that he was going to fall and stuff. But Oh, my God. Yeah. Stuff that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, why would, I mean, drinking especially, because it would just be miserable. Don't you want to have fun when you drink you, and do no, drugs? You, if you get really drunk and then you sit in a class, like that's that doesn't sound enjoyable. No, like you're you're not even gonna get laid at all. Oh man, this essay is so cool. But that was so popular in my high school. And then people would put beer and alcohol in their lockers, mm-hmm. get in trouble. They go to open the locker, they would find like fucking forties and stuff. <laughs> what is the school? Like, if you're gonna do something stupid, go home and do something fun. Yeah, well, like DJ like made mm-hmm. like a. A pipe out of his pen. Yep, so you can smoke in class. Yeah, like during class. Like, what? How do you not think you're gonna get caught? Yeah. Well, in front of Maloney, kids would just know. hang out and smoke just weed. Like the, uh, you know, you like to be the brazen youth. Who... Yeah. Well, Meriden, we had, we knew a lot of kids who did. Uh, 
I will say we have gone to a going to jail party before together. I forgot who that was for. We, we I, yeah, but it was a going to jail party. That's nice. So I think you usually get to go like you get like thirty days before you go in yeah. or something. Oh, I, I remember this now. Oh, it was uh, he had a going to jail party. Yeah, that's so weird. Marin, Ryan, and I worked out came out pretty great, but <laughs> just that, had our, our foot into there is some. I do remember going to college and talking about people from home, and people like wouldn't believe me. Yeah, I, I, I had the same thing, you especially considering well, but you hung out with some less than reputable. Well, humans. yeah, the thing is though, when you're you're telling stories about your hometown, you're not going to tell like you know like oh, one time my friend helped an old lady cross the road. You're going to tell well, that's because we never did how, that. <laughs> you know they they beat the crap out of like a weird homeless guy trying to fix a car or something. Was that Summer's house? Uh oh, that no, oh, that was the voice. That was a different guy, but uh, yeah. That was uh, the, the hardcore He's sleeping. kids. He's sleeping. He's sleeping. Yeah. You met Summer. Yeah. yeah you come up to Meriden a bunch. Yeah, it was nice. We always had fun. Remember that house? The first time I came up to Meriden, though, you uh, you sent me to Pennsylvania. Yeah, I apologize. That was before GPS. That was, it probably existed, but we didn't have it. Oh, yeah. It was like you couldn't just go and get the newest model of GPS for it 45 bucks. Phone. I always say, like, oh, before, and this didn't happen often, I say that. I'm like, well, iPhone's been around for a long time, but I just got one two years ago. Yeah. When everything came out, there was no I did, way. I just never had it. No way to get it. Wasn't, it wasn't. I was right. Yeah. So I'm, 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 thanks for still being my friend after all these years. It's all right. Then that night was, it was yeah. great. Oh, Summer's house. Yeah. Yep. That was fun. Summer's and dad's can, house? Yeah, yeah. And then remember you came out for my 25th? Birthday or twenty six or twenty seventh or twenty eighth. The one with Shawnee Mo. Shawnee Mo. I think that, that was twenty five. It was our birthdays because we celebrate our birthdays together because we're adorable like that. It's nine eleven, so nobody forgets. <laughs> it's actually August eleventh. It's August ninth. Right, the ninth and the eleventh. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! One time, um, my wife Victoria said something extremely offensive about nine eleven, and it was so funny. But you know how there's always those never forget things. She's like, I want to make something that says never forget to flush the toilet. And I never laugh so hard. It's like, that's, that's wow. practical advice because you want to flush that thing. That's you gross. do. It's well, I mean, if it's curious. yellow, let it mellow. If Ryan, it's brown, finish this off. Flush we have it an down. old saying in Springfield. Mm. If it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's black, send it back. <laughs> or um, <laughs> Homer Simpson. Or, no. If it's yellow, you got juice there, fella. If it's brown, <laughs> you're in cider town. <laughs> Billy Corgan smashing pumpkins. Homer Simpson smiling, smiling politely. politely. That's one of the... Oh, my God. Billy Corgan was recently on the cover of the Chicago Cats magazine, like Cat Lovers magazine. Chicago, wait, can you backtrack? Uh, What's a Chicago? Why would Chicago? I don't know. Chicago apparently has their own like cat magazine. Mo- or, yeah, magazine so your girlfriend's a veterinarian, cats. right? What is that? Why you would know about this? No, movie? I just saw it on like Reddit or something. You use Reddit? Yeah. Should I get on that? I don't understand it. I don't know. I don't like to read. No, me neither. So maybe it won't work for me. What you know is, what's cool? Instagram. Reading? It's pictures. I love Instagram. It's the internet picture book. <laughs> I'm so it's bad great. at it, too. I'm not on any of those things. I don't know how it even work. I mean, you know why we have on? The only reason we have guests is to promote us, uh, social media, and this guy's going to be like, no one's going to know he was on it. I think my MySpace account is still active. I didn't save all my pictures from MySpace like a fool. Yeah. And I lost many of computers in the past. I lost all those photos. Yeah, I if, probably did, too. If they were on MySpace, you could probably still Google it. Yeah. Huh, because I, I recently acquired eight very good photos of myself from a long time ago. Because we have pictures together from years ago. 
that was all. I had nothing to follow that up with. Pictures <laughs> are weird. Well, it's... Speaking of pictures that are weird, I put a picture there yesterday, and now it's gone. Thanks, wife. Well, it was really nice. Was it nudity? No, I looked really good in it. Mm-hmm. What year did I meet you? All right, so I, I met you... I was in college my junior year, spring break. Bo invited me, Crystal, to summer down to go see Rusted Root. Didn't like Rusted Root, but I liked Bo, so we went. And then Crystal and Summer... Uh, left. Well, I said, like, oh, I'll, I'll take the train home. And then I just stayed at Bo's for like five days. Yeah. And then Bo will go to school. And th- I think I'm actually, if, if time works out, I'm going to interview him and McKay tomorrow. I have two lined up. I have one, uh, but if there's time, I'm going to get him too. But um, Bo would go to school, and then you would come pick me up in the daytime. Yep. And we would watch Heroes and eat chips. That's right. That's how we became friends. And then we thought of the idea for Zeros, and you wrote it down. You're the first person I ever met who actually kept a notebook on you. And I was like, that's such a good idea. That's it. I'm so scatterbrained. I have to. And you and Bo would play Guitar Talk, where you don't talk to each other, but you just play guitar and communicate. Yes. It's great for everyone who watches. uh, Play a song. We don't know any songs besides our own. Yeah. (laughs) Because we would sit there for hours and not talk and just... Look at each other. Play different different things. It's like, oh, I guess that's a song now. So... (laughs) Aw, why is a dog licking the microphone? microphone. Oh, Pepper. That was fun, though, but then we, um, you would hang out at Hope with Heart, but we never worked there together at the same time, but we, you were there the year I wasn't there, so we know all of the same people. Yeah. That was, uh, that was, a good time. That was great. Um, it rained for so long the year we, that I worked there. That was the year I didn't go, because I was working in Vermont. Yeah. That was when Ken passed away. Yeah. And I just, I came to visit. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Yeah, it was. I never um, came back after that. I've gone to visit, but I could never... Between that and like and Sean and then uh, work schedules, that just things got in the way. I couldn't take that week off anymore. Yeah, that's a great. Oh well, so if anyone's listening, probably doesn't know what Hope with Heart is. It was a summer camp for kids whose ages seventeen to seven to seventeen. Yeah, with congenital heart defect, and we worked with a lot of kids who were uh, some kids who live long, full, healthy lives, and some of the people were terminally ill and don't make it past like eight. So we had a lot of friends that died, and some of them are Eric Francello who won't die. Somehow, <laughs> he listens to this too. I think he says he does. So I hope Eric, you save that part in there for I him. Well, Eric, stay alive. We're not sure how you do it. I feel bad. I lost contact with a lot of people, I, and I moved like to Rhode Island, and I already lived far away. And once you move, you just lose everybody you know. It's, uh, which is why you should get on social media. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's the opposite. You know everybody still because well, you're probably not because you're not on social media because you actually to talk to you. I actually have to try. And right. then we like each other more. Yeah, social media just gives you a whole bunch of I weird, alert. creepy acquaintances that you can know too much about forever. Stock. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Which I do it pretty fucking well. I I just use it for shameless plugs. Like, yeah. Hey, hey, come see me play. What <laughs> you? I you guys are so good. You know what? It's the I know the secret to what we do. Is we started it just to have fun, and. You know, we all played, we all played instruments, and none of us were playing. Yeah. So we were like, let's all play together. We practice once a week, and that's our time to hang out. Everybody knows, like, oh, Monday night, they're not free. They're going yeah, to practice. It's hard to get people committed to that, though. That's kind of how like the podcast started. It was just like a way just to 
especially after like a certain age, like I'd say, if you're fortunate enough to be someone who goes to college, but maybe like 24, 25, it just gets harder to see your friends and you need to like make excuses. Yeah. Where it's like dinner parties, weddings, or uh, like you have us up in Ludlow and uh, with Crystal and Bond, and like we do like triple dates. Like you just, there's no more like, hey, do you want to just go hang out somewhere? Yeah. I get come in, to my house and watch TV for nine hours. I get in trouble a lot um, when I go to hang out with uh, Evan. Because my life goes well. When are you coming home? I go. I don't know. I just got here. Like, <laughs> we're gonna go drive around aimlessly, and we're gonna go sit on the couch. Yep. And you that's can do it. That at home. Yes, I could. But it's not home. But it's. Listen, I've been doing this forever for, for so much longer. But you can only do that with someone you know for a long time. You don't meet a guy. Like, you wouldn't go to a bar, meet some people, and then go drive around aimlessly, sit on the couch, watch the old Simpsons reruns, and it, I hope not. To be honest, though, is that what you do? Uh, not too much, but every once in a while you meet somebody and you're like, we're going to go drive around aimlessly. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now we're, now we're friends. I'm like, I don't want to pay for gas. I'll walk. Yeah, we used to do that all the time. Just drive around like Meriden and stuff. Well, like, like me and Crystal just drive around, listen to Boys That's Fire. And then last night I met him again. I bet and that guy's so to get times. air down past Flexo. Oh, on the fun road? Yeah. I've screwed up so many cars because of that. God. Well, that was like a thing when we got our license, like driving like assholes. Yeah. It's amazing that, you know, it, there alive. aren't more teenage deaths, even though there are a lot. <laughs> I'm amazed. The teenager is a resilient breed. Yeah, they should. Eric Franchello, for instance. Hi. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's like um that South Park episode. Where Magic Johnson's has the cure for AIDS, where they like crush the money and put it into his bloodstream. <laughs> so like the cure to AIDS is just lots of money. Maybe Eric Franchello. Maybe no, no. Maybe he's like Bruce Willis and Unbreakable. He maybe. can't die, and some weird old black guy with a cane is trying to kill him. There's uh, there's so many scenarios. Uh, Think of some more. I got time. I don't know. Um, maybe maybe he can never hang out because that's the secret to keeping him. Alive. alive. Maybe he's like a hologram. There's the illusion of Eric Franchella, but he's actually been dead the whole time. So he's like Bruce Willis in Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be like Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Pepper, talk. What's the best Die Hard movie? Is it the first one? The one with Carl Winslow is the best. I like Spy Hard with Leslie Nielsen. I watched that recently. And the Weird Al Yankovic uh, theme song. Uh, it didn't hold up. I'm sorry. I liked. Uh, I watched it on HBO Go. It's like it. I remember loving it when I saw it, and then I saw it again. I was like, "Yeah." yeah. Naked Gun, however, holds up dearly. Yeah, Naked Gun's good. I like Live Free or Die. Which one's that? The, the latest installment. I should see it then. It, you shouldn't. The reason that I like it the most is because it was so terribly over the top. Well, I love a good bad movie. Uh, my brother-in-law Alex, you know, we're all friends with. Um, he took me and him went to go see Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. So awful but amazing at the same time. All right, then yeah, watch, watch. The it was just like hard. it's not good, but the action. It was like, but sometimes it's nice just to check out and be like, I'm on for the ride. I don't give a shit. I just want to fucking, uh, I don't know. What do you What do you do when you watch a movie? You just kind of zone out. Yeah, you know? I mean, usually if I have something to do, I'll put it on top of the record player there and uh, I'll plug it in so I get the speakers. What vinyls do you have besides the two you showed me? Uh, I have a whole bunch. Are you even collecting again? Uh, a lot of, a lot of bands that um like local that stuff. come through the court. Yeah. Um. So you're gonna go back in like ten years and be like, look at these five bands that blew the fuck up, and I got them on early. 
I got a game day regular seven inch on top there. They played last night. They did. I like them a lot. They're really you good. Tell them I said I like. I told them I got to talk to them. They're really nice too. Yeah. They're. Uh, we talked to the drummer, the singer, the uh, the blonde kid who fell. Did you see him yeah. fall? Yeah, I didn't see him fall. He was like doing some cool like little move and he was like trying to do like a kick, a kick, and he like went too far back and he fell on his butt. And it was so funny because he just sat on the ground and smiled and got up and did it again. That's a tiny stage. Is Pepper mad that owns Petner? Yeah, she wants attention. Pepper. I'm trying to get her noises on. It's really just like a whine. She, does she even bark? <laughs> uh, every once in a while. Um, How did Pepper come to be? She's a rescue dog, right? That's uh, a right. Pound, a pound puppy? Pound puppy. She's so nice, though. I never met a dog this nice. We walked in her house, and she's like, Men? And then she sniffed us, and then Ryan stole her for the night. Yeah. She's like Tino's from Bob's Burgers. Do you watch Bob's Burgers, Ry? Yeah. I love that show. Did you watch this new season? I saw most of them, probably. The, the finale was... It, the season four brought it to a level where I think it could become the next, like, Simpsons or King of the Hill. Like, the first three are great, but season four was, like, a little bit of a departure, and it kind of... And they're away from the restaurant more, and the characters are extremely developed. And, oh, my God, they had so many guest stars. Yeah. That show... Oh, my God, that show fucking slays me. Can I get any of you gentlemen water? So we just got up to get some waters. But while we were getting water, you're showing us a bunch of your uh, cool art. Yeah, because like. I'm too poor oh, to get picture frames. That is yours. Go um, for it. So let me ask you, and Ryan, you, that's also for you too, Ryan. But like, you have that one too. What do you think? It's all good. One of the, <laughs> the one thing about uh, especially the punk rock world, which I, never kind of, which I think kind of gets overlooked, is that relationship it has with art, with like T-shirts and the posters and stuff. So like now being, because you're working at the Court Tavern, some of those posters you're showing me are either bands I once, or I really, really loved, or members of bands that were huge and now are still like, uh, like I Am The Avalanche, um, bands playing with Gaslight Anthem, Sam I Am, fucking uh, Chuck Reagan from Hot Water Music. Like, what the fuck? Murphy's Law played the Court Tavern? Yep. And, but, like, I like the posters. I think I, there's so much of the punk rock world that is so much of it is art, which I forget about. Well, it's all, it's all the, you know, the, the DIY mentality, mm-hmm. you know, where, I mean, a lot of times you don't, like, you don't have the extra money to spend on stuff. And a lot of times it's not that difficult. I mean, literally, you were making T-shirts when we got to your show last night. Yeah, I was finishing them off. I didn't have time to. Um, I like. I bought one. I liked it. The what is it? It's a Super Soaker. Super Soaker. I you uh, know what? Super Soaker Fifty. I'll have to rock it for our photo. Everybody remembers the. Uh, it's the yellow and green. Oh yeah. You know. You had Super Soakers, right? Right. Oh, of course. Or didn't. Water gun still a thing? No, because kids don't go outside anymore. Fucking kids. And it promotes violence. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you can sit inside for eight hours a day and play Call of Duty, no like, problem. Um, yep. Even like tattoo, obviously tattooing is a type of art form. But like, there obviously a lot of people, yourself included, have a lot of tattoos. But like, they're really beautiful and really detailed. Like your tattoo artist is incredible. Oh yeah, Evan. I don't know his last name. Evan Lindeman. Do you want to plug a shop? Uh, yeah. It's it's, oh, it's revolver tattoo. Because I uh, I love his work. I'm, one day I want to get something from him. But like, um, it's just. It's just so funny to think like we were being this youth rebellion going against the man, going to these punk rock shows. But in reality, we're just like kind of like extremely creative people making art and creating art. Yeah, it's um, I love man. Have you seen the court that 
I don't know. Dogs are bad at pods ca- at podcasts, but yeah, um, the worst. Who have I seen? Like what bands have you played with then? Because you played with. I uh, what's the right, last night your <laughs> your dog just jumped up and licked Ryan's face. Um, you guys are all wearing the Scandals T-shirts. Yes. Are they from here? Yes. I don't know their music, but I feel like I need to. Uh you definitely need to. And I, they might be someone I'll hear about in the future. Well, they're they're doing doing big things. And they went um, to Europe. They're they friend, did. I'm assuming that's your friends' bands. You would have met them last night, um, except they were playing at Asbury Lanes. Oh shit! With who? Um, Banner Pilot. Um, Is, you know, um, City Limits played too. So New Brunswick was always a famous punk rock scene. Like a lot of the music that I fell in love with is from this. Well, from New Jersey in general. I love the New Jersey pop punk scene. Um, Ryan, you're like, you like a lot more hardcore than I do. As I always forget, but you like pop punk or punk as well. Yeah. But you like Converge and like Dillinger. I think yeah, they're well. Dillinger's from New Jersey. They're a mm-hmm. Jersey band, right? Yeah. Um, Converge is a Massachusetts. Band. I like Finch. Is that it? Taking Back Sunday. I know that's Long Island. Like, I loved Saves the Day, uh, Thursday. God, what are the other Jersey bands I used to fall in love with? Oh, Folly. Paulson. Have you seen their new band played the Court Tavern recently? Oh, yes, I was there. Alex is a super cool guy. I don't know him, like, super well, but every time I see him, we, he always stop, we always stop and talk. I, I brought them up to my school, and then um, Derek from Red Rock Greenlight, who is now in yeah, Jaguar Shark. Jaguar Shark, yeah. I don't, like, I don't know him super duper well, but every time I see him, he always, we always just chat for a little while. Super nice guy. Yeah, they came and played my school as well. I brought them up to play for a weekend. We hung out. It's nice. I love. You know what the funniest thing I loved last night? Like I forgot that feeling. There's so many hugs in punk rock that no one ever tells you about. Yeah, your entire it's- night was just like a bunch of older, you know, older like tw- late twenties, early thirties dudes, with beards and tattoos, getting a little intoxicated and hugging and saying "I love you" when they left for the evening. It's a, it's a <laughs> weird. It's a weird weird. Love you, man. Like, little love you. family. You know, it's a good vibe down there. I can see why like that's the spot to hang out at. Yeah. You don't feel creepy. You don't feel dirty. I like New Brunswick a lot. So what's the scene? The state of the scene today? Um, it's it's weird. I I mean it's definitely died down for a little bit. It feels like every every small venue, um, like around Court Tavern size, like anywhere from like one to three hundred people. Um, you know, it's just kind of getting closed down to where this is really the last one, except for, you know, basement shows. You can still do the VFW thing, but basement shows are notorious. Little runs like there's that great documentary, uh, Bastards of the Young. Do you ever see it? I haven't. That's about like the New Brunswick scene and like the DIY thing kind of Thursdays in it a lot. Well, Bouncing Souls are from here. Yeah. I mean, they still do it. Um, they still do it a whole bunch. Um, it's there's there's a definite uh, sort of revival going on. Um, there's that tour too, the revival tour with Chuck Reagan. That's right, Chuck Reagan, and he brings out all the member singers of uh, like Rise Against, Get Up Kids, and bands like that we love. Yeah, it's that's a great tour. I know. I need to go to it. I need to learn the Providence music scene. So, right guy, we've been to. Probably over a hundred concerts together. Easily, yeah. easily a hundred. Do you have any like standout ones besides Prince? That's the best, obviously. Yeah, Prince is probably go to. Um, I I liked all our old days of like the With Honor shows. Well, I like you know uh, from a story standpoint, 
the show that I don't remember the show at all, but it was on my way to a Zeller show at Planet Bean. Oh God! And this I is... spun off the side of the highway. It's like <laughs> the second time I ever drove this car, and it was like it was cold out. It was sandy. I was looking for how to turn the headlights on, and like by the time I found him, I look up and I'm like, you know, merging into traffic. You know, I would have hit him. So, you know, I overcorrected one way, and then ended up doing. Some amount of spins off the highway. I didn't hit anything, but I ended up like in a ditch, and it was icy, and I couldn't get out. And then a rear-wheel drive, you know, it's a Pontiac Fiero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a Fiero. Uh, so then, you know, I was with PJ, and then, uh, you know, obviously, who what am I going to do besides call Chris Revel because he's going to help me out of a ditch? <laughs> I don't know why, and I still came. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see you driving. It was on like 15 or something. Yeah, that's why my parents exit. Uh, yeah, I think I, think I, th- I took 15 instead of 91. Yeah. And I should have taken 91, but... Uh, so that was that was stupid. You know, that was the first night when I was dating um, my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend now at the time, uh, Jess. We, she was supposed to meet everyone for that night, and I was supposed to meet her there. But you called me in a panic. I didn't think ahead, so I just left. And then she got there, and I wasn't there. And then I got That's there. Good. I was like, I don't know what to do, Ryan. We can call AAA. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I had to pay. No, I didn't, we didn't call AAA. You called the tow truck and you yeah, paid them out of pocket. Yeah, I, I for some reason had $70 on it. Because you didn't and, want your parents to know. Well, no. If uh, Well, yeah, there's that. And then if um, like the, like a stadium or something stopped by, and it's like, do you want to make a police report about it? And I was like, I don't know why. He's like, well, if I make a police report, I'm going to have to give you a ticket. And if I don't, then I won't. And it's like, oh, I don't think it needs a report. <laughs> I didn't hit anything. I was like between light poles. Connecticut, growing up, we had a really good scene in Connecticut for a while. How many times I think have we seen Big D in the kids' table play? Oh, a bunch. I saw them play. A lot of them scream. They used to be smacking Isaiah, and they changed their name. But I didn't see them as much. Saw a lot of uh, With Honor, Half Heart, a lot of those. Yeah, With Honor, we saw basically on a weekly basis. Yeah, that was a fun time. One of my favorite uh, show experiences was at Random House. It was next to, uh, where's that? It was at Monster Golf Course. Um, it was like that in- indoor mini golf thing. Jersey? Was it like a yeah. black light thing? Yeah. Yeah. But, but you were there. I don't even remember who. Monster House? No. I no, don't. no. There was, it was a house and there was like all these, it was, um, what was the band, um, What was the band that, like, that everybody but John played in after they stopped doing Folly for a little bit? Oh! Mm, Mixtape? That had to be it. Or Captives? Captives, that was the other one. Or Hoover Flags? Hoover Flags. Oh! 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 Literally, the basement show. Yeah. It was in a basement. Yeah. Did you come to that, Ryan? No. I don't think so. I don't know who else played. Killed by the Bull played. And then there was that weird New Orleans bass band that was played in the parking lot and then left. Yeah. There was like a, a big-ass tuba. Yeah. Boom, boom. Those marching band tubas oh God, that wraps that around. so weird. And I think we were all just wanting them to play folly covers and they wouldn't. Yeah. It was still a pretty good time, but that it was, was crazy weird. It was such a weird spot. It was like off a house and a highway. Yeah. Oh my god! Was like a random house in like an industrial complex area. Yeah, and they had like a basement show. Where's like the weirdest place you ever saw? We talk. We once saw. 
Folly, Paulson, I don't know who else is on this tour, and all about records in Taunton, Massachusetts, right? In the basement? And they couldn't do the show yeah, upstairs. They a, a big stage with a big room Something upstairs. They could probably fit, you know, 300 people in. They put us in a room that's like 12 by 12. The drywall. Yeah, it's, because, like, a, it's uh, like a drywall in the basement. It's usually like just like a, a, like a space, like a practice storage. space. And you couldn't day. even move because the neighbors called about the place. So they were going to shut it down. So they said, we'll put it down there so it doesn't make too much noise. It was literally enough room for the band and then people. Like, John like, would turn and, like, touch, uh, like, would touch bellies. Oh, my God. That was one of the most random places I ever got to see a concert. It was a great time. Now I look back. But now mm. I'm like, I don't want that experience ever again. I loved seeing the fo- – oh, Folly and Garfield with the banner. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. like, the like dudes from, like, Thursday and My Chemical Romance where they were hanging out. Did we see Folly and like Big D at that weird puppet theater in Branford? Yeah. We saw them at the. Uh, I think you might have. Done, it was with Ken. We saw them at a ski lodge in Vernon, New Jersey. Oh, that's when Matt was gonna kill himself. Yeah, and I was gonna drive home, but I got drunk. Yeah, you're, you're the designated driver. You got out of the car, and, I and came then back. like ten minutes later, we find you. You're shirtless and drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a mud fight, and butter bu- fight, a butter fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I got there, and my friend Ken. Uh, told me he w- couldn't make it, and then I got there, and he like surprised me, and he's like, "You have to drink some Yingling with me." And then it, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got a I got a loaf of rye bread and a tub of butter. And I there was Bo lost his wallet, and I found it immediately, <laughs> but let him think it was lost the whole night. Oh yeah. my god, that was so fun. I love. I I'm so happy I have that like, experience because I feel like I I kind of found like music those types of small coffee house shows in high school, and then some of my closest friends are still from that era. There was uh, that that crazy magic shop that one time. <gasps> Pompton Lakes. Yeah. I and they had that, that fucking angry about it. crazy good pizza next door. Yeah. No, I went to a show. I went to one of the shows there, but it wasn't the one where you guys went to the weird yeah. costume store. We went with Metal Beard. Blood Beard, yeah. And Bun. Yeah, that was one of the first I don't know time. where you were. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know, know where I was either. It was a long time ago. It's yeah, so funny too. Random. One of our close friends, Amanda, is now engaged, and Jeff are engaged, and so we still see everybody. That's so sweet. Is Metalbeard still in like a thousand falling skies or whatever? No, he wasn't. He hasn't been that bad in okay. years. I don't know what he was in. Remember, grindcore was a thing for a while. Yeah, yeah. I don't it was a terrible core. thing. Yeah. I oh enjoy heavy music, but that was a, yeah. That was a terrible. Just play the heaviest part really fast over for and over again for thirty seconds, and then <laughs> and then play, then just hit an open note. And I will make vocals that sound like farting. There was another grindcore band that had a dog barking. It was just grindcore, and then they threw a dog track over it. Well, the first time, uh, it was at a really shitty, it was like a Hatebreed show at Toad's Place. Oh, I do not like Hatebreed at all. Yeah, and I was there with like PJs. First time I ever saw Converge. <laughs> and and I, it, I thought that... that um, that Jake Bannon sounded like a, like just a dog barking, and like I was like I didn't know I was like it just sounds like a dog barking, and, and then he just like oh no this song's called I'm a dog as a joke, but I was like oh okay. <laughs> Do you guys still have favorite bands anymore? Like anyone new? Well, you're still part of the music community. Uh, I'm really excited that every time I die is coming out with a new album. Are they? Etid. That, they're, they always had so much an element of humor to their shit. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Did you ever read the... They, they did an album and they had Patton Oswalt do a review of it. What, what are they, Buffalo? Are they from Buffalo? Yeah, yeah. they Buffalo. And they had yeah, Patton Oswalt. Really it good. was like, it sounds like a bunch of women jumping, uh, Samoan uh, men jumping on my chest. Like, it, oh, radically. It was so funny. I love Patton Oswalt. 
Oh, so um, did you ever? Did you see the extended uh, version of his filibuster from Parks and Rec? Yes. Yes. So good. So, that brings me to my next. Well, not point. I didn't really have points. As the next thought, I was just thinking because some of it, there's always that saying that every musician wants to be a comedian and every comedian wants to be a musician. So I think I think comedy is kind of replaced like what I, that. A lot of comedians trying to be actors now. Do you watch that Jim Jeffries show? No, legit. Yeah, legit. It got canceled. It, did it? It's a funny show. Is it good? Well, what is it about? Uh, well, Jim Jeffries is like a. He was a what do you call it? Exchange student from Australia living with his family for a while and then the family has a um a guy with like muscular dystrophy or or something who's like disabled and has, has like a wheelchair and he can't move any of his extremities and stuff and he's, he's played by the guy in like euro trip or something <laughs> but they uh just do a bunch of wacky stuff and he uses a lot of the same the same jokes he uses from his stand-up act oh that's really in the cool show. it's actually really funny and it's actually pretty cool because um uh, they they treat you know like the people with disabilities in like a different light in terms of everything. Mm. Like the, the first episode was getting this kid in a wheelchair, bringing him to a a um, whorehouse in Las Vegas. <laughs> was there? I'll go check that out. Was it wheelchair accessible? Apparently it was. Yeah, they, they well all new construction has to be ADA compliant, but maybe yeah. whorehouse depending on how old your whorehouse is. <laughs> maybe it's a, a historical stuff. It doesn't have <laughs> to. Don't know. But like so, what kind of uh, com- and we both, you and I both love comedy. So like, and we always talk about that. Um, I just saw Aziz Ansari um, in Providence and killed it. And the opener. Have you seen At Midnight on Comedy no. Central? It's really funny. So I mean, what, that, um, Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick, yeah. I love I love the Nerd Podcast, but um, there's a guy that Ron Funches that we like, and then he opened up, and we were so excited about it. I want to see more stand up. Like I don't like to listen to stand up, but I like it live. Yeah. It's kind of strange. What's that good club in Chicopee? The Hoogie Lao, they're hit or miss. They yeah. get some good stuff. They get some crappy stuff for long stretches. But yeah, comedy is so odd how that works. Like sometimes it's just the name, and then there's people who are are terrible. Yeah, and like sometimes they'll have like people that I really like and want to see, and it's like you know fifteen dollars, and then there'll be a person where it's like, oh yeah, I'd see him, and then it's like eighty dollars. Like Tracy Morgan was there because they're on Thirty Rock, and then he his standup is terrible. Right, so it's like I'm like I saw um, there's a new Christmas. two of the kids in the hall. Yeah, Over there that was really good. I love the old Who's line. I like to see that. Two kids, one hall. What do you say? There's a new Chris Rock special uh, that's going to be happening. Oh shit! Uh, last month he was at the Stress Factory for wow. uh, two weekends in a row. Oh, did you get to go? Yeah. No, I didn't. How expensive uh, was that? It it wasn't actually that expensive because they sell out real quick and basically, like they just like he calls him up and goes, "Hey, I want to want to do a weekend." You know, and um, my buddy Phil is the bar manager over there. Uh, shameless plug time. Uh, Hi, we, also, we also have a weird metal band called Trace Locos Barachos, which is... Uh, Very drunk. Crazy. Yeah, we uh, we did it backwards on purpose. Is the comedy scene down here pretty big? Uh, the Stress Factory is actually one of, like... Because you're not far from New York. One We're of, like, like, the spots, you know? That would make sense if you're just trying to work some shit out. Like, you'd want to get away a little... So New York is like a big scene, and then if you need to play out a little, like you don't want to travel. So that was always surprising. I thought Connecticut would have had more because we were so close. To, like New Haven should be like that. They have some stuff, but it's hard to come by. Like um, and then like you know like uh, Hartford City and Steam in Hartford has yeah. like a kind of comedy club in it. Ruhaha. Yeah, but it's fun. I've actually found that that comedy does help. Like I've I played a couple of open mics, 
and the first couple sucked. But then I just started telling jokes and making fun of myself when I screwed up, and everybody kind of forgot that I screwed up, so uh, it worked out. You're funny on stage. I. It's so that um, people really aren't paying attention to what I'm playing. That's kind of you know? funny, the insecurity. Well, because like my cousin is in Red Fang, and I think they um, met Brian Posehn, who's in their video. Yeah. Because Brian Posehn is a comedian that loves metal. Yep, Kevin the Mail Guy. Yep, just shoot me. Yep. What are, there, like, what are you guys watching currently, like comedy-wise? Uh, you know what kind of has been the thing that's been annoying me? The sh- Parks and Rec. And oh, obviously. New stuff. That's pretty much it. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I yeah. just finished all of the uh, Parks and Rec seasons that were so on good. Netflix. Uh, you don't have Hulu Plus? No. Brian Posehn is also in Mr. Show. Yep. That's like Kurt everyone's in Mr. Show. When yeah. we're done with this. I think I have to take the dog out. Awesome. No, let's. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I don't know what she's doing. I think she's I, just jealous. She wants attention. We could wrap. This is this is pretty fun. Thank you. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. Um. So I'm assuming neither of you probably have ever listened. That's cool. No, no, most people I know don't. I uh, listened to oh, stop uh, it. the first one. Yeah, they're okay. I, right? I still don't know how podcasts work. I was going to ask you that. You don't. I didn't even think you knew what they were. No, I, I I kind of had a feeling. My my coworker gave me a like a a podcast of people talking about discovering uh, an old like porter recipe from the bottom of the of the sea or something and trying to remake it and make or no it was oh. the whiskey oh, it was the cool. uh what was the name of the guy who was like the first explorer to go to the south pole or something or north pole he they he uh crashed his ship and they dug up these whiskey bottles and they tried to remake it i'll give you it. some ones you might and it was like just really boring do you like well, I mean, the ones I like are usually like this kind of long form conversational ones. But I, I'm very, I'm very guest specific. So there's like a bunch I listen to because I like the guest. Um, like if David Cross or on, so I was listening to Mitch Hurwitz on one mm-hmm. before I came on the way down. Or like Pete Holmes had a theoretical physicist or Star Trek with Neil deGrasse Tyson and Eugene Merman. Merman. I'm a fan of uh, the Mike Herrera Hour. What's that? Uh, it's the uh, the bass player from MXPX. He's got a podcast. I gotta get that. Yep. And um, uh, Matt Pryor has one too when he interviews musicians. It's not an interview. It's just like a loose conversation. Because I like, I've always liked all those like behind the scenes types of things. Like when I watch, I buy DVDs so I can watch the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, but exactly. I hate like CNN fucking interviews where they're just so fucking fake. I like like Mark WTF with Mark Marin. Like he just gets people and they have an honest discussion. I have a feeling like it when if anybody listens to this one. Believe it or not, people do, and it's been kind of me and Mike get like tripped up because I can even show you afterwards like our numbers and where people download from, and they're from all over the country. We've had people in Canada download, and we have no idea who they are. I think at the this point they're they're gonna get to like this point in the interview and go, wait, what the fuck was the end of that story? Which story? Any of them? Yeah, like it's just it's just kind of run on one long tangent where yeah, it's like we don't prepare, or rehearse, or write anything down. It's like no no thoughts finished. Nope. All thoughts started. <laughs> my dad is really cool because he every he'll listen to him and then like send me a text message or an email and like tell me give me like reviews on him and they're always really sweet. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have him come on. Um, I don't have like anyone. Wait, maybe one day they'll get someone like semi-famous. Like right now, we're trying to work through all the people we know that we can get on before we start trying to get strangers. And usually, there's another person, but he's uh, he lives in Massachusetts, <laughs> so I brought all my shit with me. Uh, well, anyway, so we ask one, two questions. Two questions. To end it. Uh, this will be for both of you. 
favorite places to eat in uh, your respective living quarters? So for you in this region of Highland Park, New Brunswick. Uh, a couple places. Wife is home. Wife is home. Hi, wife. Hello, my wife. Hello, guys. Good afternoon. Do you want to say hi on it? Say hello to the wife. Say hello to all the viewers. Hello, viewers. <laughs> I tricked you. They can't see us. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. That's just you uh, fooled me. Gotcha. So, favorite places to eat in New Brunswick? Uh, in wrapping up. The, I region. have a couple of places. Um, there is a way to plug your favorite restaurants that you want people to go eat at. Uh, Midori Sushi in wow. Highland Park. Love sushi. Rare enough. So good. Wait, isn't that your band's name? Uh oh. Uh oh. It's the name of everything around here, which is surprising that it wasn't a band name before we took it. That's either because you guys are geniuses or idiots. I, who knows? Um, I'll go with idiot. I use that funny. joke all often. I wish my, can you repeat that? That was really funny. No. Damn. Well, I'll I'll repeat it in the way that I tell it. It's um, we named it because the rivers. You know, been in my backyard for so long, and also uh, it's rare that I tan because uh, I'm so pasty. So sushi, fat sandwiches are like a thing down here. That one's uh, okay. That one's number three on the on the list. Uh, Pathari is a uh, is like a real authentic Greek place. BYOB? Also BYOB and uh, destination dogs. Oh, because um, well, you're going to be working there. Yeah, I'm going to be working there. But uh, And a comic owns it. Something that is so awesome is, like, they do, they do all their stuff. They make all of their sausages. They bake their own bread. And it's just just a really cool place. It's a really cool uh, atmosphere. So, all around good. Right, cool. guy. Favorite places to eat in uh, your region of... Uh, Springfield, Meriden, wherever you want to go, wherever you like to go. Well, I'm just gonna get nostalgic about it, even though it it uh, it, I, it still exists, but it's a really limited. Can quantity. I guess? What? Am I, are you gonna say Bickford's? Yeah, I'm gonna say Bickford's. <laughs> Tato skins? No, it was, uh, French toast supreme or the Big Apple. Those things were both mm. delicious, and they're they're hard to find now. So in, in lieu of that, I'll go with Ryan's Deli in Vernon. Oh, the Jewish one? Yeah. Do you own that deli? No, it's it's R E I N, but I can I can try to see if Rob Reiner's it. deli, but Ryan Ryan Reiner's really good French toast. And the other, I'm we're never sure if we're ever going to keep this question that we never think of anything else. The last last one, so I'll tell you where the the muse for the the question came from. I was Aisha Tyler has a really good podcast called Girl on Guy, which I fucking love her, and she's interviewing Richard Roper, and I forgot who she was talking about, but some guy, and it was um, he was say some famous movie critic saying his. If he could have one wish in life, it would be to rewatch his favorite movie again for the first time. Because you know that feeling when you see like certain movie the first time you see it, like there's just that experience that you can never ever beat. So if you could relive that experience, seeing your favorite movie, like seeing the movie again for the first time and have that experience, what movie would it be? And don't worry about it, because Mike and I change our answers every episode. So like you'll think of it, I'll think about it, I'm like oh I remember this and that, but we've had a wide range of answers. Did that make sense? Yeah. Kind of. I don't know. I'm not a big movie guy. Right uh, now, for me, my answer is Inception. Because I remember I was working in Vermont. Excellent. I'll ask you like, your experience. And then we worked like a 20-hour day, and then we went to go see the movie Inception, and I had no idea what Inception was. I was just like, y'all go to the movies, you guys. I got nothing better to do. And, I, and my mind like melted. 
That was such a great experience. I thought after it was overhyped, so I think I, I you know, didn't enjoy it thoroughly. Cause yeah. I was expecting too much, I guess. I en- I enjoy all of the jokes that come with it. I think that in- an Inception joke is still still really good all the time. I drop on the daily. Do you guys have answers? Um, I'd go with probably like Aladdin 2, The Return of Jafar. That was a good experience for you? Yeah, I mean, this, just to see Jafar out over again would just be <laughs> magical for me. I'm trying not to laugh at your very serious answer. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, well, more recently I did... Because, you know, obviously dinosaurs have been rad for millions of years, so... Not according to Dan. It's a, it's a trap. Because you can make up things. But, uh... Facts. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they've been cool for at least 6,000 years. So, yeah. um <laughs> Keep it a hip. No, I, you know, I was big into Jurassic Park as a youngling. Someone else answered Jurassic Park, by the way. No, but the, I, you know, because I, I saw it, like, half a dozen times in theaters at the one in, uh, oh, like, yeah. on the Berlin Turnpike. It was, like... Oh yep, like oh, a two really. two cinema. Yeah, but um, I saw that a million times, so it was rad. You know, like the every time the the goat landing on the sunroof. Oh god, just jumped. Gonna, you know, but about I, that. I didn't see it for a while, so I forgot a lot of the parts of it. So then I saw it. They um they released it in like 3D IMAX. Oh. <gasps> um, last summer or something. So I went and saw that. Oh man, how was in, that? Uh, like Farmington or West Hartford or something, and it was rad. Oh man! Actually, I mean, like I'm, I'm stoked for Jurassic World, the new Jurassic yeah, Park coming that. out. I I heard it's like a really bad storyline and all over the top, but you know. It's a... Well, Jurassic Two and Three are terrible. Yeah, yeah. Jurassic Dr- Park One is holds up. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, I mean, the Ninja Turtles gonna, series. I hope they bring back Jeff Goldblum. But... Are you going to see the Ninja Turtle movie, the new one with Michael Bay? Move the Michael Bay. Probably, one? probably not. I don't know. I, I hope to. I I was actually I watched Jurassic Park one time uh in Spanish because I like it so much. I was like, I know this movie well enough. Yeah. And I'll just watch it in Spanish. Must go faster. It's funny what movies hold up from childhood. I watched Hook recently on Netflix. Still awesome. So do you have an answer? Uh I'd I, fuck with you. I was thinking uh Jurassic Park could have been one of them. Free uh, Willy. Free Willy, another one. Um Actually, Mother's no, it hand. just came to me. Mm-hmm. This one is a very odd one. Probably never get this. And it's not because of the movie. It's because of the, the actual experience of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Pearl Harbor. Never saw it. I never saw it either. It's, um, it's not, one of the, not one of the best. It's uh, like, kind of like this weird half-sappy romance, romance-type movie. Uh, but my sister and I got to see it with my uh, grandmother one time uh-huh. when we were visiting her in Florida. And, um, is she Japanese? She is not. Uh, but one of her brothers uh, died about two weeks uh, before the war ended. Wow. His uh, wow. plane crashed somewhere uh, over the China Sea. Oh, my God. I saw the, like uh, some lines from the, the uh, general who got sent to Pearl Harbor, I think just before, just after it happened. And he said, you know, all the reasons why it, it was, it was a, you know, a devastatingly awful attack, but how it was kind of miscalculated by a, a lot for the Japanese and how they could have done a lot more damage, but didn't because they attacked on a Sunday, meaning oh. they got like a lot of the people were on shore at church and stuff. So they got considerably less amount of casualties than they could have. And they could have attacked just over the hill and got the entire fuel supply for the entire Pacific Theater. They fucked up. And wow. they didn't. 
That's there, nice there was one them. other thing too, but that's nice of them, right? <laughs> and one really important last question. Yeah. Where were you on nine eleven? I'm totally kidding. I don't want you to answer that at all. Mrs. Sperry's cartooning class. I'm gonna cut this part out. Are Let's you see. sure? It was my. F- okay. I, I was actually quoting. Do you ever watch The Office? Uh, not often. R- Ryan, remember when Will Ferrell comes on and he's trying to, te- to teach Michael's trying to teach him to do the dundies? I didn't see the Will Ferrell. Uh, well, he goes to him. He's like. Where were you on 9-11? <laughs> now, we're not big 9-11 fans over at that last chat. Mike's a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. I do remember the one uh, that we first heard about, you know, we didn't have all the specifics. We we heard, like, a, like bombs went off or something, and um, Jay was there saying that millions of people are dead and stuff, and it's like... Nope. It, well, that was news report. They were saying in the millions at first. Wow. There was... Uh, you were really close to it, though, because you're here in Jersey. I went to... Um, I went to a different high school for my junior year, and everything kind of got screwed up and got signed up late. That was, 9-11 was my first day of oh my, my junior year of high school. And I walked into second period and watched the second plane, and then they cut all the TVs. and was like, what the hell just happened? Guys, you're having a little bit of an explosive reaction. Can we calm down? Hey! Hey, yeah. Thanks, guys, for doing this. It's really fun. This was really fun. And the awkward part is we're going to end and still spend the rest of the day together. <laughs> yeah. Naked. Um, Naked. We out. Naked.
Yeah, you know, but you're too afraid. 